in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. Smoking with the bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Web Cave. I'm the man with the plan, Dan. I'm Dan Hummer, back here with my good old buddy, Bobo, to talk about the wonderful world, the superhero and comics and all all the good shit in between. How the hell are you doing, Bobo? I'm doing pretty good, dude. I have a bone to pick with you. What's your bone? How could you grace us at the start of the episode with a nasally fat dude by the name of Biggie Smalls? And then disgrace us, our episode, with another nasally dude, nasally fat dude, with your voice. That's not very... Jesus Christ, bro. We're just fucking digging deep now, huh? Alright. I don't have feelings. Uh, one of those was the greatest rapper of all time. Listen, one of those was the greatest rapper of all time. And Biggie was pretty damn good, too. So, <laughs> you need to give some okay. fucking respect around here. Alright, dude. I'll learn my place. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, we got we got a lot to get into tonight. A, a whole shit ton of stuff, and we 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 canceled the thing, and we still have a lot to get into. Uh, we did. Be- it wasn't my idea to cancel it, folks. Daniel's the one that lent you down, not me. Yeah, but it was Bob- Bobby inferred it. I just I'm just the one that pulled the trigger. No, it's not what happened at all. But I felt the vibes, and I had to pull the trigger. Uh, I see it in the form of division here. I called it. The blacks, you can be the greens. Okay, so I'm winning right now. But ultimately lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with that vibe. Uh, we're here to preview Bra- uh, Brack. We're here to preview Black Adam, uh, starring The Rock. That'll be coming out next week. We're very excited to see it. Not next uh, week, Daniel. This fucking week. Well, yeah, this literally week. at yeah. the end of this week. All right, it comes out Friday, so. We're going to be talking about it next week, hopefully, right? I think that's the plan. Oh, we are. It's happening. Uh, I'll sneak okay. in the back door if I have to. I'm seeing <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> he's finding a way. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Black Adam next week. We're going to really give the movie a full review. This is kind of a big event. This is DC's biggest movie in a very long time. Uh, so we're going to preview that tonight, talk about some of the shit we'd like to see in it, some of the shit we think's going to happen, talk about some of the characters that you guys might not know, like Hawkman or Cyclone. And, uh, yeah, we're going to just talk about some Black Adam today and uh, give our thoughts on what we think's, how we think it's going to turn out. We're also going to be reviewing House of the Dragon, of course, Episode 9, and uh, She-Hulk, the season finale. And... We're talking about one of Bobby's favorite movies this year, The League of Super Pets. It was. Honestly, best superhero movie we've gotten all fucking year. Thor Love and Thunder sucked fucking asshole. And so did No Way Home come out this year or no? Is that 2020? No, that came out last December. Oh, December, yeah. Huh? Is that one of those two? Excuse me. Uh... Yeah, so we got a lot to get into. What would you like to start with? Since you're such a fucking diva and it's your world and we're just living oh, in it, okay. what do you want to start with? Okay. You know what, dude? Why don't you use some of that nasal spray and then we can continue the episode? 
I did a couple shots before I hopped on. Well, you need to do more. It ain't working, bud. All right, what are we doing? Well, let's do League of Super Pets first. Let's get that out of the way, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty stuff to the end. Okay. What do you think? I honestly, like I said, I thought it was the best superhero film of 2022 so far. I was not very fond of Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. I thought that movie was pretty butt. Thor Love and Thunder, that was absolute bottom of the barrel for the MCU. Arguably one of their worst movies they've ever released. And that's and then this and then this movie. And until Black Adam comes out, whoever that is, when everybody views it, that'll that probably will end up being the best superhero movie of twenty twenty two. But this far I really think it's the League of Super Pets. It was a wholesome movie, it had the family elements, it had comedy elements, it had the dark elements of D C. They featured everybody's lovable favorite Justice League characters and then their pet variations. And the relationship between Ace the Bat Hound and Crypto was very well done. It was weird how the like the Ace was the more mature one over Crypto. Crypto was like the loose goofy dog while Ace was like the serious one. Well, I mean that makes sense. It does, but Superman's not really like goofy and like stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the his dog is definitely like more of like your typical household dog, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. just a super dog. <clears throat> Ace is literally like Batman and a dog. <laughs> he is. I saw Kevin Hart did a really, really good job playing voicing that character and the same thing goes with the rock voicing crypto. I think my favorite part of the movie was when Crypto and Ace were sitting on the, I think it was the rooftop, and they were looking out at the water, and they were having, like, an intellectual conversation with each other about how the dog's whole purpose is to make the owner love and feel happy and everything like that, and they're not really, like, supposed to worry about how they feel. Yeah. It was a pretty deep conversation for a little kid's movie. Yeah. And I felt like it definitely gave a lot of people who, like, aren't really aware, like, perspectives of how animals feel in our world versus how we feel about animals. It, like, gives you the perspective of the animal's viewpoint. I don't disagree with you. Uh, I thought it was a pretty well-done movie. I give it, like, an eight and a half out of ten. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I liked... I liked Ace the Bat Hound. I thought he was one of the best parts. And uh, mainly because it wasn't Kevin Hart just being Kevin Hart, which is what I was kind of afraid of. I thought he'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking pissing on Sam. No, Kevin Hart is the opposite. He played a really good role. Yeah, he, like, really kind of downplayed his, like, more theatrical elements and the animated part of him, like... Because he could just yell and scream and be Kevin Hart the whole movie, but he kind of really, you know, decided to try to play a bat dog. And, you know, he did a pretty damn good job. And he was very, like, the way he talked was very, like, no nonsense and, you know, all about yeah. business. And, you know, he did a really good job. I thought Kevin Hart really stood out to me as Ace. He definitely, I really, like, I really enjoyed it. And the Flash's turtle, that move, that turtle was hilarious. I slowed down. I can't see shit in here. <laughs> I still can't see shit. <laughs> I still can't see shit. <laughs> That dude, like the turtle, had me laughing the whole movie. No, absolutely, I agree. 
I, I like the pig too. The pig had me cracking up. She was adorable. Yeah, the pig was funny. And then who was the other one? The little squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had Shazam's powers. <laughs> More like yeah, Black he Adam's was the Shazam squirrel. Yeah. It was, like, there was a cute, really, really cool movie, and like it had a lot of nods to the DC universe, which I thought was really cool. It wasn't just like a stupid little fucking kids movie, like just using DC characters. They they made it stupid. Like it actually like contained DC lore in it, yet it was still a really good family friendly movie. That's true. I thought it was good. I uh, I mean. Definitely. Especially for like, I'd take my little guy to go see that if I had one. Uh, I think it's a very good kids movie, and I think it's something the whole family can enjoy. I, I mean, have not. Kids. This is me and my girl. We're both full grown adults, and we enjoyed the movie. Yeah. So I thought it was good. I uh, there was a, there was a couple parts. I mean, I really don't have too many critiques, but, uh, and I liked Lulu, the little guinea pig is the bad guy, little Lex Luthor, fucking little yeah. fucker. Uh, there was a good amount of action in the movie. There was some cool story points and it was, it was kind of funny. So uh, yeah, I thought it did seem like a little like basic, like a basic kids animated movie sometimes, but it's all, it was also, it was good though. It was, it was a cute movie. I don't know if I give it an 8.5. But for what it like it's a kid's movie dude you can't really critique it hard based on like comic books and shit because like it's a kid's movie but for like what they did use and everything I thought it was really really good yeah I'd probably go 7.5 I, I did think it was good it was a really good or I, I'd go up to an 8 I thought it was a good kid's movie for sure for sure you want to go She-Hulk next yeah we can talk about that sexy woman I don't think I'd go that far, but oh, I go far. Uh, it was good. It, it was a little too fucking meta. Fucking, we know what's going on. We're like playing a trick on you. Like, like I, it was cutting edge. It was good. Like, I, I like how they did it. I like how they did the finale. Like how she meets Kevin, this fucking robot that comes up with. You know, the whole scenario is in what's going down in the each episode. It's basically a play on Kevin Feige. And I like how she didn't like what was going on in the finale, so she got to change it. And uh, that, that stuff was cool to me. And I, and I thought it worked, but it also... I still don't understand why this thing's in the MCU, because I don't know how you can do that anywhere else. Like, you can't do that in a Hulk movie, because it'll take away from the movie. So, I mean, she can get a season two and all that shit, but I don't see I just, her hanging around with the Avengers and shit. I just don't. No, I mean, I could see her with the Avengers, especially with, like, the future Avengers that they're going with. I could see it working. But, I mean, I thought it would, like, not sway too much about what you said about it, but... I pretty much agree for the most part. It was really good, and I thought that her coming out of the screen, she basically, like, broke the fourth broke the fourth wall down and then, like, started to break down the fifth wall with the audience. Like, with that whole scene of her coming through the screen and everything and going to Kevin, 
going to the writer's room and everything like that, which was pretty interesting. I've never seen that before, like, ever. Yeah, I actually I, thought that was really interesting. And, like, just the fact that they clued that we're – they basically confirmed that we're getting a Planet, Hulk, a Planet Hulk movie, which absolutely excites the hell out of me. But they need to make Bruce bigger. Like, I don't know why the Hulk is so small now. Like, him standing up against Abomination, like, if you remember in the 2008 Hulk, like, those two are the same size. If not, Hulk was bigger than Abomination. And now Abomination looks like, looks fucking, like a fucking idiot now. He's, he's enormous, dude, and Hulk's puny. Like, what the fuck happened? Hulk's a little guy. Puny Hulk. Puny Hulk. Puny guy. I thought, that was good, though. I, don't know. I thought that was the best episode of the series by far. Just because of the confirmation with the whole him coming back from Scar or Sekar, whatever the planet it is, and he's got his son Scar with him. Yeah. So does Titania go down as your favorite MCU villain of all time? Yeah, definitely, Dan. 100%. Shit's all over Thanos. Oh, yeah. She takes a big old dookie on Thanos. You guys are being sarcastic, are you not? No, I'm truthing. And she's attractive. Jamila Jamil. Uh, It was okay. I do like the episode. I will agree that it's the best episode so far, but I really didn't fucking get into the series as much as I I wanted to. Uh, It kind of felt like a drag going. To be honest, I watched it for the show. (laughs) So it was okay. But uh, season one, they really need to pick up for season two. And it's not just the CGI that I have an issue with. There's a couple different things. No, there was a lot of things wrong with the show. I definitely, like, the whole series, I rated it like a fucking six. Five and a half, six of that range. Yeah, the whole show, I'd probably give it six, too. But I would also... Give this episode an eight because I do think it's yeah. the best episode. I, I thought it was the best one. We definitely did a lot of things that nobody's ever seen before in film. Yeah, that that's why I give it to them because they really and it worked with the context of the show. It didn't feel like too much, so I, I do I enjoy what they did here. I thought it was good. And I like how they brought Daredevil in. Yeah, right. It was nice seeing... It's nice seeing Charlie Cox again. Yeah, we'll get his show. We'll see him again. And then fucking... We'll get Hulk again soon. I'm glad that we're finally getting at least a Hulk movie. But I'm not very excited about how it's going to turn out. No, if it's Planet Hulk, like they're hit, because he brought his son Scar in, and uh, that's that's on Planet Hulk. So, uh, that that is, uh, like Scar looks fucking stupid. Scar does look fucking stupid. He <laughs> does look stupid. Yeah, he is a son. And like Hulk, small as shit, and like he's still Professor Hulk. Like, what the fuck's gonna go on here? Is he about to go through the Planet Hulk storyline as Professor Hulk? Like, if that's the case, this movie's about to be fucking stupid. 
Yeah. It could be very stupid. I hope not. I don't think... They can't do perfect. No, they can't. If they do... I would not be surprised, dude. I wouldn't... Well... At this point. I think we've gotten enough Professor Hulk, though. I think it's time to stop it. Before anybody gets pissed. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not happy with it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was an all right episode. I will give it an eight. It was mediocre at best. The the show I agree. as a whole. Yeah. All right. You got any last thoughts on She-Hulk? I'm glad it's over. I like the designer dude. He was funny. He was he a I liked him. And I like her assistant. Yeah. Yeah, her yeah the Polynesian-looking girl. Yeah, I like her a lot, too. She was honestly, like, my favorite character. She's sassy. Yeah, she was sassy. She was good. She was very good. All right, let's talk about a good show. Even though this episode kind of fucking ass cheeks did. House of the Dragon, episode 9. The Green Council came out yesterday. We both watched it. What do you think, Bobby? I'm a, I think it's the worst episode of the series. I was not happy with it. Knowing the knowledge of what I read in the book Fire and Blood and from what I read of Dance of Dragons, they did this episode, like, very wrong. And, like, that kind of does upset me because, like, Thus far throughout the series, besides Lainor, Valaria not dying, they've been pretty textbook accurate other than that throughout the series. And, like, it, I don't know, like, it, they just did it wrong, dude. Like, Kristen, Sir Kristen Cole, Allison Hightower's Night's Guard, Personal Night. Is, no, that's one of the episode. This is how it is in the book. So Kristen Cole is the one who picks up the crown and chooses to put it on Aegon's head. And he's done the nickname, it's the Kingmaker, right? Yeah, the Kingmaker, that's his name. Yeah, the Kingmaker. So he chooses to put the crown on Aegon. This whole King Viserys' final breath whispering to Alicent's ear, I want Aegon to be my heir, that never happened in the book. That It was entirely original for the show. I don't like how they did that and that's how they did it with the whole elephant oh he whispered it into my ear with his final breath he's going to be king like no it was supposed to be like basically like a standoff between him and Rhaenyra and then Sir Kristen Cole instead of putting the crown on Rhaenyra's head he goes and puts it on on Aegon's they didn't do that at all not even in the most remote way they just had him put it on Aegon's yeah, they no. just had him put it on Aegon, but Kristen Cole wasn't the one who made the decision. I'm not going to put it on Rhaenyra's head. I'm not going to follow that. I'm going to put it on the male heir, the true heir. Are you sure that's in the books? I don't know if that's not. <clears throat> right recently, yeah. Kristen Cole's the one who makes the sort of decision and puts it on Aegon's head. I know he puts it on his head. They call him the kingmaker. 
I didn't know that Renera was like right there waiting for it to put it on. No, he's like right there, but the crown is supposed to go from Viserys or Viserys's dead body to Rhaenyra's head. Like that's what the transition of the crown is supposed to go. It's supposed to go from him to the daughter to Rhaenyra. Oh well, yeah, and Kristen uh, yeah. supposed to cut it off in the middle and puts it on Aegon's head instead of Rhaenyra's. I don't know if she's literally physically in the same room, but I know that. The crown is supposed to go to her, and Kristen Cole's like, nah, fuck that. It's going on Aegon's head, and then he puts it on Aegon. That didn't happen at all in the show. It wasn't even, not even remotely. Yeah. And the whole fucking foot fetish between that weird crippled dude with Allison Hightower, like, that was so fucking unnecessary and just a horrible plot filler. It was stupid. What, the foot fetish? Yeah, like the whole foot fetish thing. Like that was completely unnecessary plot filling. Just like the fucking Aegon jerking off in the window. It was one hundred percent a waste of money and just stupid plot filler. That's just one of those things like, Oh, we're on HBO, let's fucking throw in a scene in the Yeah, I mean they could they could have shown the foot fetish, but they didn't have to show him jerking off. That was just unnecessary. Yeah. Like we didn't have to see him jerk off and return away. Like, I'm tired of watching fucking weird dudes jerk off this season. Get used to it. Get fucking used to it. Otto's going to be jerking off in the throne next next episode. I guarantee it. Wouldn't doubt it. Uh, no, I, I like how... Well, I don't like it, but I, I did... I understood what they were trying to, to do with uh, Laris there. Or Laris, whatever the fuck his name is. I, I could see that they were trying to uh, kind of set up that Allison like has to do this shit to get ahead. Like like she like when Raina says that she's carving out her own window. Like she's basically living in this man's world, and she doesn't have the power that she thinks she even has. And she's kind of maneuvering around men. And that's how she gets her information. That's how she gets her power is these men kind of granted to her. And she's got to like, like that doesn't look like the first time she's ever did that. You know, it's like, it's a habit. No, like every time they hang out, she's little, fucking busting the little piggies out. And this man's busting a nut. So, I mean, that, I mean, at least that's the way I read it. Like she's like, oh, rolling her eyes, just fucking, taking her feet out, and then she just looks away, like, do what you got to do. Yeah, it was see, all right. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just looked it up on the wiki of Ice and Fire. Sir Kristen Cole convinced Viserys' son, Prince Aegon, to claim the rule of the Sites of Seven Kingdoms as his father laid dead and ultimately put the crown on Aegon's head after the death of Viserys. It was Kristen Cole who was the one who, want, who was trying to force Aegon to become king, not Alicent. And not the grandfather. That's why I'm pretty sure they were they were all in on it, though, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they knew. Like, this was always a plan. From what the books tell it, 90% of the plan, it's 90% of Kristen Cole's doing. Like, it's his, like, encouragement that gets Aegon to do it. And he's the one who gives him the crown when it's not supposed to go to him. Yeah. Uh, That's why he has the nickname the Kingmaker, and like he's not—he's not, he's not going to have that name in the show. Honestly, I'm getting fucking annoyed with Chris Nicole anyway. Fuck him. Yeah, he's a very bratty, fucking annoying character. Yeah. Like, I really hope that like, da- like Damon comes in and just fucking kills that dude. 
Although, if they do the books, it's not going to be how it goes down. But it, I, what I did like is him fucking... Pora, what's his name? Uh, well, what's the fucking Master of Coins name that got... Like, he's like, sit down, he fucking smashed his face, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a dumb kill. That was a really stupid death. Really? I thought that was kind of fucking badass. I thought it was stupid. It was unnecessary, dude. Like, what the... He just... He pushed him down in his seat, and the old man just hit his head in the table. Like, that was pretty dumb, dude. I like how they left the body there. <laughs> I was like, no one leaves. We'll just fuck That's like another it. thing I'd label under, like, useless plot filler that they're using. Yeah, a little bit. Well, the the thing about the succession... Now... I don't mind the fact that uh, Otto's been preparing for this for years. I don't mind. To me, that lines up with the character we've been seeing on the screen. He has been preparing for this for years. Uh, and it make it, that makes sense to me. Going with the whole whispering, uh, the whole, oh, Viserys told her about Aegon, and, and then and she confused it. Like, he was telling her the prophecy that he told Renera, but he's old and it came across the wrong way, and that's why she thinks that Aegon... It's like, what? That's fucking stupid. Uh, I know. Like, because in the books, it's like, Aegon becomes king because he's scared he's going to get killed. He's scared Rhaenyra's going to kill him. Uh, I know. And, like, the reason, like, Kristen Cole giving Aegon the crown is basically what starts the Dance of Dragons. It didn't happen. Yeah. It did not happen. No, and I didn't mind the stuff that did happen. I thought the the stuff with uh, Eamon and Kristen looking for him was cool, and uh, Arik and Eric. Good luck mix, not mixing that the fuck up. Yeah, the brothers. Yeah, those two looking for firm, and there being a little kid fighting league. Fucking little UFC down there, <laughs> a little league UFC. Dan, yeah, I have some very urgent comic book news I would like to share with the podcast. Oh no, what is it? It's official DC news. Fandango's official Facebook verified account posted it three minutes ago. DC news. Henry Cavill is not only back as Superman in the Black Adam movie, but DC is actively working on a sequel to the Man of Steel movie. That's official news. No way. We're getting another fucking Man of Steel movie, dude. It's back. No way. That's official. I scrolled down, next post down, comicbook.com, Man of Steel 2, back in play, thanks to Warner Brothers executives. He's fucking oh back, dude. <laughs> He's back. We got another Man of Steel, dude. I'm so fucking pumped right now, dude. I'm so excited. Okay, okay. Let me fucking see what's actually going That's on big here. News. Is it real? Yes. I swear to God, it's real, dude. I swear to God. It's verified from Fandango. What's the the chainsaw? I just tagged you in it on Facebook. That's absolute real news. Jesus Christ, dude. Man of Steel 2 is officially in the works, dog. You're fucking breaking shit over here on the pod. Breaking the industry, dude. Breaking the foundation of everything we sit on. 
This like the man of steel would. That's fucking crazy. Yes. So he's back. He's back. He's the fucking Superman again, dude. It's official. He's our official big blue boy scout once again. I told you he should be. (laughs) I told you to have faith, dude. I told you this was going to fucking happen last year. No. I I don't remember that. That's how the conversation went, but. Well, no, yeah, that's pretty much exactly how. Well, Zack Snyder's not back yet, so I'm still winning. What? This is a sequel to Man of Steel, so this is Zack Snyder's storyline. So from what it sounds like, they're keeping what's going on, dude. At least most of it. Because that's Zack Snyder. Like, it's a direct sequel to Man of Steel. So, like, they have to use Zack's story. Zack did all and wrote the whole first movie. They have to continue off of that. If it's not Zack doing it, they still have to use Zack's story as the foundation of this movie. That's fucking huge news. Back in play. The DCEU, dude, is back up, and we're rolling again. They better announce Batman versus Deathstroke next, dude. Batfleck versus Deathstroke. That better be the next fucking thing they announce. Does Ben Affleck want to do it? Dude, from what I've heard, he's rumored to have signed a contract with Warner Brothers to come back as officially as Batman. And all the scenes he's been doing, he's been coming back and reshooting. He's been replacing all the scenes that Michael Keaton shot as Batman in in all the future DC movies. Like, he's been taken off. Michael Keaton's roles in, like, parts of the film have been taken off and replaced by reshot Ben Affleck scenes. And Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck were all just spotted in Los Angeles, like, last week, together. Not, like, together, like, standing next to each other, but in the city at the same time. I think Keaton's probably still going to show up in Flash, though. I don't think he is. I really don't think he is. From all the reports that I was reading, that is Ben Affleck is fully replacing Michael Keaton in that movie. I'd be... Very surprised, and that's and that's one of the that's like one of the main reasons why Batgirl got scrapped because they don't want to use Michael Keaton anymore, so they scrapped it because like that wasn't basically another Michael Keaton movie. They're gonna bring him back for a few minutes at least. They, they might no... going through the flashback through the timeline because I know Christopher Reeves as Superman is supposed to pop up in the Flash movie for like three seconds. Michael Keaton's got to show up in that movie. This is big news. This is super, super big news for the DC film universe. I'm so excited, and you have nobody to thank on this planet but that Samoan fucking god, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. You're a Samoan god. (laughs) I wish I was a Samoan god. I wish I would. If I was a Samoan god, I would be a shred as cool as The Rock. Will you come uh, down and get the balls out of your mouth, Bobby? No, dude. The Rock brought fucking DC back. The Rock put, is putting did. DC right back up on top. You're like his hey. biggest fanboy. I fucking love The Rock, man. Uh, I, I mean, mean, he's one person on this planet everybody should genuinely love. Yeah. He's, he's one of a few. He seems like a sweetheart. Uh, but, uh, I can do it, but I'm not over here calling him a small guy. 
I'm calling him that because he brought Superman back and he brought the DCEU back. <laughs> well, nothing's fucking back right now, okay? Let's get to Black Adam. Let's see this movie. Let's give me this fucking scene uh, with, with Henry Cavill, and then we'll see how, where the future goes. Man of Steel 2, I would love to see it. They have big plans for Superman. If that involves Henry Cavill and Man of Steel 2 and Brainiac, let's fucking go. 100%. I heard, from what I read, I heard a report the other day. I seen this like two, three days ago, that there was rumors that there was a Man of Steel 2 movie in the works. And part of that report was Sasha Kale's Supergirl is supposed to be a part of that movie as well. Well, it makes sense. All right, let's finish up on House of the Dragon, though. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot we were talking about that. Well, yeah, well, dude, when Superman comes back, dude, fuck House of the Dragon, okay? This is a big, this is a big deal. It is a huge deal. deal. I can't fucking wait now. You got me all excited. I'm excited, dude. I love him. I mean, absolutely shitting the bed, dude. DC is about to get a massive spotlight, especially since Henry's back and they got the fucking rock, dude. And they got Gail Gadot and Ben Affleck. Dude, if they can really if they can really make the JSA look credible and look really good in this Black Adam movie, and then we get a JSA JLA team up, that'll be fucking amazing. And that would change, dude. The Rock not only is bringing back Henry Cavill, which as soon as he's back, I guarantee you, Affleck and Godot are going to follow. Godot actually never went anywhere. Ben Affleck's doing reshoots, like I said, so like. He's got to be coming back or at least interested in doing it. Now that Henry's back, Ben's definitely going to probably come back. I mean, I'm just glad Henry Cavill didn't bring in JSA. Like, I bet you if this JSA roster works, they're going to start – they're going to add in Wildcat. They're going to throw in, like, Mr. Terrific, and they're going to throw in Hot Girl and, like, other JSA characters that we don't have yet. Alan Scott, Jay Garrison, like, you know what I mean? Like, other JSA heroes that that are not in this in this team. I mean, dude, you're giving right me team. a fucking fanboy boner right now, so you keep keep That's going. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, there's so many different fucking things that they can do now, just because The Rock brought in JSA and the fact that he fought so hard. Like, for once they're ever bad, The Rock walked into Warner Brothers and demanded that Superman appear in this movie, at least under cameo. And what we can't forget, well, we are now we're fucking just doing our preview so let, let's go let's wait let's wait on that but uh henry cavill joining and doing man of steel 2 is a big fucking deal and i hope it correlates in other stuff and even if it doesn't give me man of steel 2 with him versus brainiac and i'll be a happy camper give me a live action brainiac for the love of fucking god he's got so many good villains but you gotta start with brainiac it's been too long if I if I see Lex Luthor or Zod back in any capacity, well, I guess the Zod's fucking dead in that universe. So. I wouldn't mind a Lex coming back, but as long as it's somebody else doing it. If I have to sit through Jesse fucking Eisenberg's Lex Luthor one more time, I'm throwing myself my off the roof. I don't know why I, they chose him to play Lex Luthor. Because he can play that, he like personality wise, he played a decent Lex Luthor. It's just his look. I can't get over how, how like 
Cena. Being, like, his personality and, like, his attitude I thought was pretty good for Lex Luthor, but, like, his voice and his physical look as a character I didn't like at all. It was, like, completely wrong. It was looking like a Keebler elf trying to be an evil world genius. Everything about his Luthor was complete and utter dog shit. If it was a different villain altogether, then maybe. But his Lex I think Joe Rogan would be a, I think Joe Rogan would be a dope Lex Luthor. If he could act like that, I think he would be he could be able to pull it off. Because he's bald. That's fucking original. And he's like no, and like his attitude and his demeanor yeah, and the way Rogan. he talks and Joe Rogan would not be Lex Luthor, bro. He would not be a good Lex Luthor. He's fucking he's a stand up comedian. He's funny. And he's like, like he's, I, I mean, he can get serious and stuff, but I don't see him as like a Luther and like a calm, cool, collected fucking evil genius fucking piece of shit scumbag that'll fucking t- take over the whole world, dude. I don't see that as Rogan. I don't know, I'm trying to Who think of something. Who would make a good Lex Luthor? Uh, maybe James McAvoy. I think he'd be a good loser. I don't agree with that. I think he'd be better than Joe fucking Rogan. The dude from Split? Are you kidding me? He's bald and he's self-spoken. Yeah, but... I'm gonna say that. Yeah, dude, James McAvoy. I think he'd actually be a pretty good Lex Luthor. He'd be better than Rogan. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. I don't I don't need to see Lex anymore. And I love Lex, but give me Brainiac, Dude, give me no, fucking... You can't say that. You can't say that. If we're going to have this whole new ginormous DCEU universe that's about to build out with the JSA and the JLA, like like we were just talking about, you can't have a, You can't do that without a Lex Luthor at all. Like, are you kidding me? That's like doing the Marvel Universe without Tony Stark. You can do it without Lex and Joker. You have enough villains. I can agree with you. You could do it without Joker, but Lex Luthor, I don't agree with you. You can't do that. Well, Lex is hard. If 90% you're of, all the like 90% together, of all continuity, like DC comics and events and shit, Lex is part of it. Lex is part of a lot of shit. I think you can do it without him, though. I don't. You got so much, especially for Henry. Leave him for the Justice League and have him, like, create an amazing or create something this like that. This is why I say you can't do it without Lex. Because if you're going to do the JLA and you're going to do the JSA, you cannot have a you, – you need a Legion of Doom. You, got you don't Hannah, need there's, a, there's one member. You get Lex Luthor. You bring in the Sinestro. You bring in Gorilla Grodd. You got a Flash movie coming up. We can bring in these villains. Yeah, you, could. you like if you're gonna do that. Like Lex is the leader of the Legion of Doom. You need Lex if you're doing Legion of Doom. If you're doing outer world threats and really focusing on that shit and focusing on the mythological stuff that seems, which what Rock seems to like and want to do, and and delve deep into that universe and more godlike creatures yeah, and stuff. You, you don't need fucking Lex. And even like, him, Lex is still involved in that story. Like the I whole Justice League, involved. like the whole Justice League totality event. Like that's Lex, and that's that involves nothing but deep space and like literally the center of the multiverse. Yeah, he's not in every fucking event though. Like you can, he's do not in all of them. There's not a lot of the cosmic ones, but like Lex is a very, yeah. very important character. And if you're gonna have oh, this huge advanced universe, I really don't think that you can do it without him. I don't disagree with you, but in the let's at least agree with me on this. 
the next two Superman movies do not need Lex Luthor in them, except for a cameo to set no, something up for a big event. I would put Lex in in the next Batman movie. Like if they're doing the Batman versus Deathstroke and they actually do do that with Batfleck versus Deathstroke, that's when they should bring Lex back into it because Lex is the one who told Deathstroke who who Batman is. That's if they fine. go off the cut. That's when I'd you bring. That's when I would. If I was the head of the universe, that's when I would bring Lex in. I'd bring him in in a Batman or a Flash movie. I wouldn't bring him in in a Superman movie. I, yeah, I'd, I'd bring him in in either Batman. I'd start him out in Batman, and then I, I'd, I'd have him in the League movie, and then he'd be creating whatever big villain they're facing. But for Superman, you give him Metallo, give him Brainiac, give him Cyborg Superman. Give him fucking Mr. Mitzipick if you have to. <laughs> Mr. Mitzipick so in a fucking movie with Superman would be absolutely out of this world. That movie would cost a million, a billion fucking dollars to make it, but that movie would be fantastic. It would slap, though, yeah. It would slap. It would. Mr. Mitzipick is an amazing fucking character, dude. Especially, like, on a, on a big screen like that with high expensive CGI, dude, that movie would be ridiculous. I agree. I just I there's think so the many good I think they should do Man of Tomorrow. I think that story makes the best sense for what happened so far in the DC timeline thus far. I think Man of yeah. Tomorrow storyline would be the best thing to go with. But yeah. that's like the Parasite. Parasite, Parasite's fucking great. Bring in Parasite. It, that's, a, that's a really good story. I really honestly think like that's the best storyline I think they should go with from Man of Steel 1 to Man of Steel 2. I think they should go with Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, because you're not doing another origin, so you might as well. As lo- I just, you need you need something else now. I, we've seen that, Zod too much, and we've seen Luther too that, much. Well, Zod we start a war world, like start a trilogy, start a War World trilogy, a Superman War World trilogy, three movies. Henry Cavill's back. Sign him on for three of his own solo movies, and then inclusion in event movies and like crossovers and shit. But three of them that deals with Mongol and Mongol's War World. Yeah. I don't. They won't do that because it's like, it just fucking came out. You could well, you could have him go to War World and fight Mongol, but I don't think. See, I, I think Sorry. Superman's that character you can do that with. That's like starting a Marvel universe and immediately signing Spider-Man on and do a trilogy. You know for a fact that Spider-Man trilogy is gonna work. It's the same thing with you, Superman. They know it's no, gonna work. No, it's, it's gonna work, but they're not gonna take like like. Civil War was in the fucking, like, what, 90s or 80s or something like that? Like, you're not going to take War World Saga and completely adapt that comic storyline that just finished fucking two weeks ago. You're not going to do it. You're going to take something a little no, older, a little could, more like, classic. and They could take what was out and, like, run an original idea off it. I'm, like, not saying that they should do that. It's, like, an idea of something they could do. Yeah. That, like I said, they can have them go to War World and fight Mongol and do all this shit. But you got to think War World Saga... Then you're bringing in the authority. Then you're bringing in like the Wildstorm characters. Like I, they're yeah. not going to do that just yet. I, I would love for it. them to do that. Because Man of Tomorrow, I really do think is the best story that they should go with next. Yeah. That means well, we, also, that means we're going to get a Martian. That means Martian should be in the movie because Martian's in the animated movie and in the comics. Oh, yeah. Briefly, but he is in it. Bring back Henry Lennox or not? <laughs> I like Henry Lennox. That dude's a good actor. Yes, he is. That is Cooper. Yeah, his Harold Cooper performance on the TV show The Blacklist is absolutely amazing, and I actually really enjoyed Henry Lennox's uh, General Swarwick, I think his name was, and his Martian in the Snyder Cut. I thought it was he did a really good job. 
Yeah, for what he was given, I thought it was fine. Uh, I don't think yet, man. It's still two. Let's fucking get it. Uh, House of the Dragon, dude. House of the fucking Dragon, dude. It was really good. Really, really good. I was in the middle of my thing until I got interrupted by some golden news. Uh, Yeah, we were saying something. Uh, I thought this was about the when I did the succession wrong because we were bitching about that because they definitely did do it wrong. They're like the only parts of this of this episode I honestly really enjoyed is when Rainus broke out, she got at her dragon, and like completely crashed the whole fucking ceremony. Yeah, that was the only part I liked too. I agree, but it's also like, bitch, just say Dracarys and end this fucking thing, all right? Like, just fucking do it. Like, especially if you're going to ride away, like, just burn them all to the fucking ground. Barbecue those sons of bitches. Fucking make some yeah, s'mores. Yeah, why did you do that? I don't know. Yeah, you just fucking have it scream at them just so, like, they know, oh, I don't fuck her out. Yeah, but they have dragons. You have a moment, fucking burn them into smithereens, dude. He's letting her know that she could. Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, but fuck that, because you could still lose. And the fucking, they can too. They have dragons. Fucking let them know by doing yeah, it. The biggest one. He was also letting Alice know that you know that this is originally supposed to be my place. And yet you yeah. put your son on. He was also a personal message to Alice. It was a, I did like that scene a lot. It was the, and honestly, I love plot. And I love, I didn't fall into Game of Thrones for the action. I love plot. And I don't like to be that guy that give me an action scene, give me something. But not, and they have a little bit throughout the season. But nine episodes deep, it was time for something big to happen, and I just didn't feel like I got it. That that was sort of it, and that was kind of cool. And I don't just need eye candy, but I'm ready for dragons to start fighting right now. <laughs> I agree. It's time to get shit popping. You can't just fucking load season two with fucking battle after battle after battle and no plot because you did all the setup here. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I better see some cool ass shit next week or I'm going to be bitching. Is it next week the finale? Yeah, next week's the finale. And then it'll be over until season two. We're supposed to have a little finale party. Aww. We might. You gonna fucking get hammered? I don't know. There you go. Uh, No, I give this one a six point five out of ten. I I would say around the same as well. I wasn't too fine with the episode solely because I know how the story is supposed to go, and they didn't do it right. All right. Well, since we didn't fucking. Uh, since we uh, already started talking about it almost, let's preview Black Adam for a little bit, or for a few minutes here, and uh, then we'll get the hell out in a little bit. But, because we're already previewing Man of Steel 2. <laughs> we gotta get past Man of, uh, Black Adam first. This has to work, this has to make money, and I'm really hoping it does. Uh, apparently, I think it's gonna work, dude. I saw somewhere that it was projected to be fucking The Rock's biggest movie ever, and it's like, how? It was, and that's saying a lot, dude, because he's the highest-paid actor in the world. He's made the most hits. He's in everything, dude. He is, and, like, I'm, 
from what I've seen, I'm not really the type of person to run off what professional critics, like movie critics or like food critics or like whatever those people say. <laughs> but when every single one of the critics, when every single critic all say the movie's a 10 out of 10 and it's outstanding, it, the movie's going to be absolutely fucking incredible. Very, very, very excited for the movie. I do fully agree it's going to be The Rock's most successful movie. It's the biggest character he's ever played in his career. This is bigger than The Rock character that he played in the WWE. This is officially the biggest character he's ever played in his professional career. I'm very, I'm very, 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 very excited for this movie. I will be seeing an opening day very early in the morning. Probably 9 a.m. I'll be in the movie theater watching this. Very excited. And we're going late at night. Yeah, I might be able to get people with kind of forever, we're kind of forever early, early preview. Paco and Kittle play. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm excited. I I'm gonna get super drunk probably at the theater, and uh, maybe piss off a couple couple parents while I'm there. I might get all fucking rock start out, fucking jump on my seat, fucking woo! Especially when people's elbow some people's elbow somebody when they're giving the attitude. No, dude, I'm flashing my tits when Cavill shows up. I'll tell you that much. Oh, shit. The girls are coming out, dude. Girls are coming out. They're coming out for Cavill. They always come out for Cavill. I'm excited. I'm really really hyped for this movie. JSA, really, really excited for uh, Pierce Bosnan's Dr. Fate, Eldis Hodge's Hawkman. Really excited for all the characters that are going to be in this movie. Saybox, especially. Saybox, a bad fucking ass villain, and I'm really cool. Like, I'm really glad they picked somebody at his level to be the first villain for Black Adam's first movie. He's a badass fucking villain, dude. It's probably going to be a really cool fight scene at the end. Saybox is fucking underrated for how good he is. And, uh,. I hope He's the really same thing as Shazam and Black Adam. Each letter in the word Shazam stands for the power of a different god for Black Adam and for Shazam. The, and the, the word Sabok, each letter in the word Sabok stands for a different demonic demonic demon power that, that powers him. He's a ruthless, savage, horrific motherfucker, man. He's literally six demons created into this one behemoth of a demon. Yes. Some of the visuals they could get off of this, because, like, I've read some comics with Sabag, and he's fucking cool, dude. And when he, like, really fucking, you know, not hulks out, but I guess Shazam's out or whatever, and he's really calling the powers and shit, he gets fucking ruthless looking. And he's fire everywhere. Fire everywhere, like he's like he gets as big as like Trigon, pretty much. Says fucking breathing fire and shit. He's nasty, dude. And he's got that fucking like the 
the not the star, whatever the fuck. What what is it called? The the, oh, yeah, the pentagram. That shit's on his chest, and it's just it's super cool. He gets the horns, and yeah, he's a cool character. Yeah, dude, he's got six demon power in him. One of dude, the S in Sabok stands for Satan, and everybody knows how powerful and massive and like big of a deal that Satan is in the Bible and everything. And that's one of the six people that powers him. Yeah. Oh, with Black Adam? No, Sabok, the villain. Oh. Black Adam, six six gods are Egyptian gods. Okay. Sabok is the demonic lords. They're like demonic, like lord entities, like Satan, and like I'm pretty sure one of the bees is like the Thalamular. I don't know exactly how the name of it is. One uh, of like Asriel, I think, or something like that. A couple characters that a lot of people are getting introduced to for the first time are Cyclone and Adam Smasher, which I know those are two you pro- you're, I, I know you know a little bit about them, especially Adam Smasher, Cyclone, but you're not. I'll be honest, I know absolutely nothing about Cyclone. I've never heard of Cyclone until the trailer of this movie. Adam Smasher, I'm a big fan of Black Adam. I've read a lot of Black Adam comics in my life, and Adam Smasher has been a big part of a lot of Black Adam stories. So, like, I'm very, I'm pretty familiar with Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher is kind of a big deal in the new JSA run. The Jeff Johns shit. And they're making a new JSA run soon, so that'll be cool. Adam Smasher basically has the Ant-Man powers. He can grow really fucking big, and he can also get really small. But he mostly grows big, Adam Smasher. Uh, and, uh, and and he starts destroying shit. Very cool character. Uh, he's going to be like a younger dude in this. Now, Cyclone, she basically, she has wind manipulation, so she can make a little fucking tornado out of nowhere. And she also... From what I uh, read about her, I thought she could manipulate weather. I thought she's kind of essentially the same thing as Storm, but she can transfer her body into it. Well, she can... No, she summons the shit. She basically makes it uh, out of her body. Like, she, no, she's a little different than Storm. So she can, like... She mentally, like, can summon a cyclone or a whirlwind. Or, but it's like it's usually big bursts of air. It's not really weather manipulation. It's more straight okay. wind manipulation. And she, but she can control sound currents too, and, and make that uh, her power. She is a she's a pretty cool hero. She doesn't have like the biggest uh, superhero power set of all time, but the visual of her making a tornado out of fucking nowhere is going to be cool. Yeah, I already seen one in one of the sneak peek videos they released online, and she does look pretty cool. She's a cool character. Uh, I read the prequel comic with her, and it was so it was actually Yeah, they are pretty good. good. Is Doctor Fate on there yet? No, he's not. Yeah, the Doctor Fate one was pretty good too. With the whole the move the whole movie Black Adam prequel movie like for the comic for the whole movie and then it was Hawkman and then Cyclone. Adam Smasher has one on there too. Uh, oh yeah, Adam Smasher. I read that one too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's fucking cool, man. Uh, I think this movie's gonna be really good. It's going to be really good. I think it's going to smash, dude. And it's going to be the biggest superhero movie since Endgame. Uh, since No Way Home. 
Now, besides Cavill and what we already kind of know, what's a big moment you think is going to happen? I think the final fight scene between Black Adam and Shazam, or oh, not Shazam, I apologize, Sabok. I think that's going to be an absolute fucking, like, it's going to be like a bizarre thing to see on screen. With the massive amount of lightning and power that Black Adam has versus the massive amount of demonic hellish powers that Sabok has, it's going to be very, 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 very cool to see those two powers battling on screen. Like seeing a channel of lightning going towards Sabok and he's he's blocking the channel of lightning with a fucking stream of hellfire. Like that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. This is going to be an absolute bet. I think that besides the Superman cameo at the end, I really think that's going to be the most important part of the movie. But I think yeah. that's going to be a really, really cool fight scene. I'm excited to see all of them go against Sabak for sure. Like, I, I'm really excited to see Dr. Fate on screen, to be honest with you. I am too. Like, I really hope, like, Dr. Fate really shows out. Pierce Like, Bronson really, really shows out. Like, he's the OG Sorcerer Supreme, dude. Like, he's the OG Sorcerer. Like, Dr. Strange they, is cool and everything, but people need to start realizing where this shit fucking came from. Exactly. They pick, And they picked the perfect fucking OG actor to do it, too. Like, one of the best James Bonds. So... And I seen on the Jimmy Fallon show that Pierce Bosman is very, very open to returning as Kent Nelson, aka Doctor Fate, in future movies. He's absolutely down to do it. Good. He is a really old man, so they need to like kind of get the shit together and get these movies cranked <laughs> out. But <laughs> I don't want him to die because he's a legendary man. But he is really old, dude. And they're gonna keep him around as Doctor Fate for a while. They need to start fucking cranking out some movies here. He's, he's what, 70 maybe? Yeah, something like that. Late 70s? <laughs> Early 70s, yeah. But we all know it really don't matter how old you are, dude. You can fucking die at any moment. But being that old doesn't really help. Yeah. These movies take like five years to make. I will, that's my point. Like, if they're going to include Dr. Fate in a lot of things, and like these movies take multiple years to make, they need to get going here. Like, we're fucking hyped up right now, and we're going to go see Man of Steel in, like, 2027. <laughs> and we're, right now, we're fucking going ham about it. Like, they don't even have a writer attached yet or anything. But, uh, like, these movies take a while to get made. Uh, but, no, I, and with Fate, you can kind of CGI the shit, too. Like, if you need to just CGI the helmet and the suit and shit, you probably could. Yeah, not for a whole he does movie. It, he actually wears that suit. Like, that's not CGI'd yeah. on him. Like, that, like saying, Pierce Bosman actually wears that helmet on set. I know. I'm going in the scenario where he's, he passed away. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, they like could. It, like, they could CGI, like, him in, in costume. Yeah, they could try to figure something out. They've uh, been doing this thing, though. Like, that's kind of interesting that, like, you brought that up because they've been doing this thing in Europe. Bruce Willis actually just sold his his legal rights to this company to deep fake him after he died. Yeah, so and use his license. Essentially what that means is like after Bruce Willis dies, they're going this company is going to animate Bruce Willis from a younger age and bring him back to movies. So they're going to basically use an animated version of Bruce Willis to make it look real life and still keep Bruce Willis in movies. And they're going to be using Bruce Willis at the age in the early 90s when he made the first Die Hard. 
That's badass. And like he just sold the rights, like his like his like family and everything just did that and sold the rights to do that to that company. And like that's a really fucking cool thing to do. And like they they, they do that with Pierce Bosman. Like if he does happen to pass away because he is an old man, they could keep him to Doctor Fate. They could keep him going. It's like a really incredible technology that they come out that they've come out with. Yeah. You're right. I saw the one commercial too, and it looks fucking real almost, dude. I know, dude. And like, that's what I mean. And like, they're really, it's only going to get better as time advances because technology is just going to keep getting better and better and better. Like, this shit's about to be ridiculous. It's about to look like Bruce Willis is actually there, but Bruce Willis died 50 years ago because it's 2070 right now. They'd be but nuts fucking 1992, Bruce Willis is on the screen still. Like, that it's going to be, be weird. I'd go watch that. I would too. Like as long as it's good, like there's no problem keeping around somebody's legacy like that. And someone like Pierce Bosman and keeping him as Doctor Fate, if God forbid something does happen to him and he dies, that would be cool to keep him as around instead of recasting. Exactly. All right. The big question for you before we go home here: What do you want to see after Black Adam? What do you think is the logical next step? And I'm gonna bar Man of Steel too. From this discussion, it wasn't going to be the next thing that I was going to say. Anyways, I have two okay. things that I would like to see next. Well, one of them is one of them is already about to be released, and one isn't even probably even in consideration. Okay, what do you got? One being the Flash movie that's about to release because that's going to officially reboot the DCEU universe and set it on its path for what we're about to see for the next. X amount of years, including Black Adam and Future Superman and, and so on. So that movie is very necessary. We need that to continue forward. Right. But the other movie I would really, really like to see next is the Bad Flack and Deathstroke movie. If they really are bringing Henry Cavill back, like obviously that's official. They are making a Man of Steel too, so that's obvious news. If they're going to bring Bat Flack back, they need to make that movie. Yeah. They have to make that movie. That's like, um, nobody wants to see Batman versus Joker for the seventh fucking time. No one wants to see Penguin again because Penguin's in the Bat the Batinson universe. I don't think they should fucking try again with Bane because Bane obviously fucking sucks in movies and animation. I mean, you could still do a different... Villain, but I, I like, I see what you're saying. And Deathstroke versus Batman, I would. Th- ben I Affleck versus Joe Manganiello, or whatever the fuck his name is. That's the way to go. Maganiello, the Maganiello, yeah, something like that. Maganiello. But yeah, yeah they definitely. I think that would be the best thing for Batfleck's next step because they need to show a movie where. Because so far, what we've seen of Batfleck, he's just doing league shit. He's not really like doing too much like fight shit get besides batman versus superman like um besides, take that away because that was a pretty heavy bad flex movie a lot of fight scenes like the warehouse scene probably yeah. the best live action that scene anybody's ever seen I, they need to show like a ruthless batman movie we don't need to get these whole origin stories bat bat flex an older established batman we need to have him on a ruthless movie him and deathstroke in the league of assassins or like the league of shadows that would be a fucking fantastic movie it would be 
I mean, there's still other things that, like, I'd love to see Clayface or Mr. Freeze or something. But I think you could keep yeah. that for Pattinson. I, I agree. And that would be something more for Pattinson. Like, this is a league older Batman. Like, this is honestly, at this point, Batman would have already beaten those characters that you'd like to see. At this stage in his life, he would have already been past these guys. Yeah, I agree Deathstroke, with you. Deathstroke, not necessarily, because Deathstroke sticks around for a while. And, like, if they're going to do that story, I really, 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 really hope that they're going to keep that like around that they bring in a Damien. Yeah, your boy. I love that kid. Damien Wayne's one of my favorite characters in the DC universe, man. He's, he's, he's a fantastic fucking character. And like Ben Affleck's Batman is the perfect Batman to give a Damien Wayne. That would be funny. Father. Uh, one like of the things... father. He's like father, but the next, the next fucking scene, he's slit in the throat of seven dudes in the room in the blink of an eye. And then it's just literally Ben Affleck in that meme where he's outside smoking a cigarette because he's tired of saving shit. Yeah. Now, what I think they need to do next, and I don't disagree, I'd love to see the Ben Affleck shit. I want to see that uh, just as much as anybody. I think we need a cyborg cameo. We're going to bring the league back here. I think... Because I've heard they want to bring Ray Fisher back. And Hell yeah! We do too. I heard he wouldn't. Yes, I heard he's willing to come back as long as Walter Hamada is nowhere near fucking sight of the set or has yeah. any involvement in it whatsoever. Which I don't blame him. The dude like was disrespectful to Ray Fisher. I don't blame the dude at all. Fuck him. They wrote him out of that Flash movie. He was supposed to be in that Flash movie. Uh... I know, like Cyborg and Barry are buddies, dude. Like that definitely, he should he should be in that movie. So, I'd like to see a Cyborg movie or even a cameo somewhere, but we need Cyborg to show up, and we need to get Shazam in the mix soon, so we no. don't get too. We can't get That's too another thing I forgot to bring up. I definitely heard that Black Ad at the Rock said that they have something for that plan for the future. Good. Shazam and meeting Black Adam and then facing off like in the future. That's something the Rock is like adamant that he wants to do later on. He should be. That they do need and they need to do it soon. Because exactly. you they have to. You can't have Black Adam and Shazam existing in the same universe and then not fucking come in contact with each other. No, and it's got to happen soon because people are too excited for the Superman shit. So you need Black Adam and Shazam to go at it first because if they do Black Adam and Superman first, no one's going to give a fuck about Shazam. They're already starting not to. They really want to see Superman and, and Black Adam. Well, you need to do it right. Do it like the, like the Black Adam and Superman movie where it's the Superman and Shazam against Black Adam where those two team up against Black Adam. Yeah, entirely different depiction of Black Adam. That's a straight villainous Black Adam, but yeah, I agree. Because that's like a Russian, like like I've seen that movie. That's like classic Black Adam. That's not what The Rock's doing here. Well, yeah, I know that, but like if they're going to do like the fight between, because he's adamant about facing Shazam, and he's also adamant about bringing Black Adam versus Superman to the big screen, like why not just do it the original way and just have them team up against you? Yeah. You're a powerhouse, and you're known to be able to withstand entire teams of heroes at one time by yourself. 
as being Black Adam. So, like, that would be a stellar thing to do in a movie. Well, that's why you do Black Adam versus Shazam. You even call it that. Black Adam beats the shit out of Shazam, and then Henry Cavill shows up. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Just like how they do it in the movie. You can literally copy and paste that movie, and it'd be really good. With a couple right minor. It's right from the comics, too. But, uh, yeah. Superman and Black Adam will sell tickets for sure. But we need to keep Shazam as a character that people care about because Billy Batson is, is slept on with how fucking good he is. And that first oh, movie, whether you like it or not, it is. I think it's good. But Shazam as a character means just as much to the DC universe. Well, maybe a little less now. But it means pretty fucking close to as much to the DC universe as Black Adam. He does. He's a huge part of it. Shazam is a fucking huge... Like, Captain Marvel used to sell more comics than Superman and Batman could buy it back in the day. Back in Charlton. Uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, is a fucking huge, huge player. So we need to get... We can't just let him be that comedy guy. We, we gotta fucking bring him in here and do something special with him. In, in The Rock. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I think needs to happen. Uh... You got anything else on Black Adam, brother? Other than I'm really excited to see the movie, no. I don't really know. I'm fucking I don't really have much more to go on since it's just a preview. We haven't seen it yet. Next week, we're definitely going to be doing the full review of the movie. Yeah. Give everybody yeah. the whole weekend to get a chance to see it so we don't give any spoilers on Monday night. No, but if you don't see it by Monday night, your ass is grass because I'm spoiling the fucking shit out of it when we come on here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Let's get you guys spoiled. got four fucking days to watch this movie. Once make it, it comes out, so <laughs> make it happen. Make it fucking happen. Uh, all right, Bobo. Well, this is always a blast, even though you're kind of an asshole sometimes. Uh, I enjoyed your well, company. Dude. Uh, Sometimes somebody's got to be the asshole here, dude. Somebody's got to keep the the vibe going. You always keep the vibe. It does. It definitely does. You you keep the vibe going. All right. Uh, We'll see everybody next week. Have a good week. You're fucking up the outro, dude. Everybody have a great time. God damn it, it, Bobby. You're ruining the goddamn outro. Uh, Everybody have a beautiful week. Let's go see Black Adam. Let's fucking give it a big box office. And let's fucking... And we'll be back next week to talk about it. Bobo, have a beautiful week. I'll see you next time, bud. Oh, yeah. You too, brother. Sun of fire, and I will try.